okay. We out here. We on it. Oh, I swear we got the best producer, bro. For real. We back. We back. Back, back, back again. Back to back. Episode 46 of the Lyrical Ones podcast. I am, um, as per usual, grateful, thankful to be here. My name is Sinio, and I am joined with the host with the most, Alfluent. How are you doing this evening? I'm I'm the co-host host. I'm the co-host with with the with the most exemplary co-host on my on my side, right? So like I can I can only share right this space, right? I I I can't hold it for myself. Um I can't yeah I I can't take ownership of it outside of um the space that we create for folks to listen and process some of the things that are going on in the world. Um and as I got a um got this uh, witness protection uh, painting behind me. Um, I'm just grateful, you know, to be able to join you, join the lyrical ones and, you know, to, to hop in to a, um, to a conversation, excuse me, that you started last night um, about like a earth, wind and fire say the ways of the world. Um, it's not, it's not a, it's not an easy time, you know, it's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not a breezy time. It's, it's really, you know, these times where we have to kind of like reflect in, to your point, like advocate for self, but I think coming to terms with our needs, um, is something that we're not taught to do, um, and whether it's in the United States or in social media culture, um, in the, the network that we, you know, thrive and live in these days, we are not uh, not taught or encouraged to find out what our needs are, to communicate those needs, to even accept those needs. A lot of times we we come come to terms or um, are given glimpses or experience feelings. Um, of lack or missing something and we find out what we need and we we have a habit of dismissing it as unimportant um, in relation to how people see us or in relation to what others may need um, and a lot of times we are protecting others and working to empower or embolden others um, while we ourselves are, over, are overlooking our own needs and as individuals who are, you know, seeking a voice, you know, as creators, as artists, a lot of people don't realize that artists, you know, are communicating their needs in the music. Um, and sometimes that, that need is a narration of the struggle Sometimes a need is a is a message of hope that they can internalize, um, and sometimes it's a it's a war cry for you know the next steps and the struggle that's that's ahead. Um, sometimes it's a call to action, 
you know, for for myself or for others, sometimes like the the words, the poetry that we speak, you know, is is our need to look in the mirror. And you know, as we advocate for self, when we when we actually do, we can be an example for others, you know, to do the same. And I look I look at you know some of the strong advocates that have you know shown up, whether they've been uh, young people, young poets, um, you know, or or activists in the past year, you know, who are, again, right, it's just like, we're regular people. And if I say that there's an injustice that I acknowledge is happening to people that look like me, and I'm acknowledging the trauma that we are experiencing as a community of seeing, witnessing, the murder, the hanging, the homicides, you know, repeatedly streamed online. And I'm acknowledging that these things are existing, but I'm also looking at my life and saying, this is not what I need. I need more. I need better. I need healing. And that healing is going to come from change in policy, that healing is going to come from togetherness, that healing is going to come from not just picking and choosing, you know, who we speak up for, but speaking up for people versus companies or institutions, speaking up for people, you know, instead of only those who agree with us, like, there are a lot of people who are hurting, and then, but they're hurting for different reasons, right? Some people was butthurt because things ain't going their way within their privilege and their entitlement. And other people are hurt because they are stiving, because they are living in extreme poverty, because they are living without basic human needs like shelter and food um, and, you know, hygienic, you know, things that they need. Some people are without clothes, Right. They are hurting and suffering because they live in a system that doesn't want them to thrive. And we can say, oh, well, how are you going to say the system don't, you know, ha has an opinion or right has an, a perspective about what it wants for people? Because it shows in the policy, it shows in the ethos that police are trained in anti-black, anti-ethnicity ethos and perspective that they're trained to accept and navigate, shoot first, ask questions later when it comes to, you know, a certain complexion. Right? It's like, if you don't pass the look test, right? And you then you can't you know expect to you know to survive right you just gotta navigate as best you can away from the police and then if you you know if you're an e m t you know 
with a with an ex, you know, that's doing shady stuff. They're liable to break in your house and kill you in your sleep just because, you know, they they still getting their cable bill at your apartment. You know, it's 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 a it's a wild world we live in. But like I'm so glad that you, you know, that you, you know, brought that point of self-advocacy forward because we just got to keep looking, you know, at our needs and not shrinking back and diminishing literally just what we need as people, as community, as individuals. Um, we have to speak it together. We have to speak it as family. We have to speak it as community. We have to continue to be loud and acknowledge and respect when somebody else is speaking about their needs that we can echo those, echo those things as well. It's crazy times, bro. It's crazy, crazy times. And, and you know, like it, it, it highlights a lot of different things um, because, you know, as you were saying and speaking all of that around not, not minimizing, not diminishing who you are, right? Not, not, shrinking in light of right showing up and be your full self the thing about that was you know i don't know if you had got this on wednesday but i got this on wednesday you know are you okay are you are you okay right and it's like the next thing that follow if you with it whatever you need whatever you need you take that you get that Right. And I'm like, what you don't seem to understand is the trial as horrific as the events were and as as much energy and tension is in that trial. My life will still be impacted every day, regardless of the outcome, regardless of the outcome. I'm still going to have thoughts of when I drive. Right. Right. Where am I at? What am I doing? Right. If I get pulled over, I'm still going to think about how do I navigate this so I could come out alive. Right. At all times. Right. So when someone in this, in, you know, in this case, it's usually someone who don't have no melanin, doesn't have any pigment. Right. Where, you know, it's 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 a different experience, a different perspective. And I get it. You want to you want to be of support. You want to be helpful. But. If you're going to give me that care, you're going to give me that level of, of compassion. I want that every day. I don't want that right. just because the social media storm or the news narrative of the day or the fact that you can't turn nowhere without seeing it. It's in your face. Because for me, regardless of whatever I'm looking at, it's my face. It ain't in my face. It's my face. Right. Right. And so, you know, I had mentioned a little bit of that, but now it's the fallout. This is the day after my reaction to everyone's reaction, right? Your compassion, I have to call it out, right? And and this is the thing. I didn't really go into it, but when I created the message of what I was trying to convey, right? It was extremely painful for me, right? Because the first time I did it, was when George Floyd passed away. I was like, I, I'm seeing harm being done and I got to speak out about it. 
right? Here we mm-hmm. are almost a year later, and right. y'all going to sit up here and be like, oh, how you doing? And it's like, you could have asked that last week, the week before. I hope you ask it the week after. I hope you keep asking. Because what would be really insensitive, you ask me just because it's relevant to you, right? You take the time off you need. Do that. I don't, I don't, I mean, by all means, take care of yourself. But understand, I don't, I'm not taking no breaks because I can't take a break being black. I can't take a break being myself. I can't stop. There's no, there's no, let me check out, right? So when you trying to be compassionate and understanding, keep that same energy every day you, you, you coming in contact with me. Don't just do it as a sometimes thing, right? And so, yeah, it was it was a thing where, yeah, now everybody wants to have a different conversation with me because I spoke out. Right. But the process of actually crafting the words. Right. Because I wasn't trying to create harm. I wasn't trying to hurt nobody. I wasn't trying to convey anything other than my perspective. Right. Not too much the emotion, because I know I know that could that. White people ain't always ready for black people emotions, right? They're not always ready for brown people emotions. They're not always ready for Asian people's emotions. But given what y'all was doing, I had to speak on it, right? right. And I I had told them, you don't, you know, it's not courageous. It's painful to have to say these things. It hurts, yeah. right? Yeah. For me to speak my truth and to know that, yeah. The reason why I was talking about self-advocacy is because me speaking those words came from a colleague telling me they experienced the same amount of harm I did. Right. And I was like, oh, you did it to me. I'll work through it. But now, oh, I'm not alone. I got to let you all know this ain't cool when it's like, nah, I got to let you know as soon as it happens. As soon as I have the words, I need to let you know. Right. Right. Because the only way it's going to change, the only way I'm going to see it is if everyone knows it ain't okay. Because that little bit that we treat, we 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 put a value on, right? We try to put it on a value scale. What happened to George Floyd is horrific, right? And harm was caused in many people's lives. Those that had to witness it, those that were bystanders, those that were, that were just black, right? Everyone's harmed in different ways. But we right. oftentimes will then create so much value on that that we then minimize all the harm that we go through when the harm that we go through adds in to those events right they add up or they support or they reinforce and what i'm trying to do now is i'm trying i'm trying not to put a value on it i'm trying to just say it as it is and let it exist because if i keep trying to minimize it i give them power to minimize it and they excuse it to say it's okay and it's not okay. Right. So it's a thing where, yeah, right now it's a time for, in my mind, I'm open to all, all answers, all suggestions, all theories of right. what we got to do to make a change. Because self-advocacy is what came to my mind, given the, the, the events that have just that took place. But it's not to say it's limited to that. Again, it's one of many tools in the tool belt. And that's just one component of a much larger whole and i'm not trying to like tell people what to do i'm just saying we could try it out and see what happens let's see what happens right but, you real that's a, like if we if we're gonna continue with the the experiment right of trial and error 
like let's continue to try different things instead of doing the same thing, coming up with the same result, watching the same, you know, group of people, you know, die and be left without and the same folks in the majority and the same folks with the, the luxury of turning a blind eye or to being oblivious. It's so, it's so detrimental to those who are suffering when we turn a blind eye, or we look over the struggles of others. Like we really can do a lot together if we start to look at ourselves as a as a unit instead of as individuals, right? It's like there is a space for me within this unit, and I am not, you know, one of one, right? I'm I'm one of many, and Right, there's enough human capital amongst the many for us to put in hours of reflection, to put in hours of expression and advocacy and work and and community support. There's an, there's enough there's enough people for us to learn each other's stories. There's enough people for us to tell each other's stories and lift up and put put the next generation or put the the marginalized folks on our shoulders, you know, even if I'm marginalized too, don't mean I can't look at the next person and say, oh, they could they could they could use a hand. Right? It's like like that's why we're here in the first place, right? It's like we in a we in a world where artists are not like it's literally bars closed, right? It's like it's bars closed, it's clubs closed, and it's pavilions closed, it's you know, arenas that have been closed, it's conference centers and convention centers that have been closed to the public. And you got folks who normally are taking gigs year round or you know, seasonally, who have to go through every season, you know, without you know, booking a gig. And they have so much to say. They have so much, like, to tell us, right? It's like, as artists, the, the lyrical ones, like, the folks listening, like, it's really, we really, really need you all. We are, we are in need of your message. We are in need of your words, of your self-reflection. We are in need of your voices that tell us that we are not alone in our pain. We are not alone in our hope. We are not alone in our journey in our joy and in our growth and the emotions that we experience as in the within the human experience is so important to, to stave off loneliness um, as as a weapon against us. Because that's really what happens, you know, with the prison system, with detention, with punishment, with time out, right? This using loneliness as a weapon against a people, an individual that that's meant to live in community. Like, when a parent puts a kid on timeout and says, you are now you are now removed from interacting 
within your community, right? Yes, it's a punishment, but it's also causing harm and creating this, this idea that loneliness is gonna, is, gonna, is gonna heal me. Loneliness is gonna change my behavior. It's gonna rehabilitate me. Loneliness is going to make me regret or make, or like condition me to, to speak different or condition me to not jeopardize, you know, like the, the status quo, right? To, to not disrupt with my authenticity, right? That loneliness is gonna, is gonna fix me, like pushing me into loneliness, pushing me into living by myself, being by myself for five minutes, for five hours, for five days, like that I can't, go, that I have to, like the, the idea to go to bed without dinner, right? It's straight up from slavery. Slavery. Right? It's like, oh, no. Well, you could you could go to bed, do your homework, and then go to bed without without dinner. Like you don't want to listen. Right. That's that's what that's that's how you're gonna treat me. Like they still that's what they do in a prison. It's like, oh, you gotta miss a meal then, right? You go, they don't they don't even miss meals, they don't even miss that many meals in solitary in solitary confinement. They still get meals in solitary confinement. But I, because I talk back. Because I so spoke like, up. Man. And so like the, 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 the generation of, of punitive right, behavior and punitive responses right has to subside and diminish and disappear and we have to wean ourselves off these discipline these types of it's not really disciplinary acts though right it's not discipline is me being like you need to wake up at 6 a.m because you know the responsibilities of the day asking for you to be up at six right that's me instilling a discipline at you to be like let's get up creating a practice right that's a discipline that's disciplinary teaching yeah but when i say go sit in a corner i'm punishing you and i'm saying it's discipline right go sit in the corner time out punishment right and so that 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 perspective and that that response is exactly all that we see on tv oh this person is a threat oh this person used a fake 20 dollar bill oh this person is selling cigarettes Oh, this person selling fake CDs, so they gotta be punished because that's what they deserve as a threat, right? As a threat to what's accepted, as a as a threat to right this right fake peace, right? It's really just like this this uh conformity right it's like if you step out of line then somebody else is going to step out of line so we got to make an example out of you and you and you and you that if you don't be if you don't code switch if you don't choose to be yourself if you if you choose to be yourself then then you deserve this right you deserve deserve death 
right? You deserve to be hanged. You deserve to be shot while you're jogging. You, de you deserve to be choked, right? You deserve to be tased. And <laughs> they don't really want to use the taser. <laughs> the taser is after the fact. It's like, oh, so-and-so got off by saying they was meant to use the taser. Guess I could use that too. Because it's an obvious mistake. But everybody knows, right, that the training is 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 there just so that doesn't happen. Yeah, but I, I, you, I'll play devil's advocate, right? What, it's not you say right, training, what? right? And how often do they really get trained, right? Nobody, nobody asks that question, right? We say no, training. Like we we right? know we know they straight off. Some of them is straight off the streets, right? It's like, what do you, what do you if you want to hire somebody, right? Not train somebody, right? Let's talk like let's talk about on the job training. On the job, on the job. Let me throw on, you on in the, the ring and you figure it out. But that's but it's not that's the thing, right? That's not that's not on the job training, right? The mail room don't even do that. Right? You can't go to the post office and just put the envelopes anywhere. Right? You can't go to the you can't go to UPS and, and be putting the wrong boxes on the truck. You can't go to go to FedEx and let the boxes go by. You can't just do anything you want. Like you they gotta train you to be successful at the job. And when the level of success is whether you live or die, then basically all they're doing is say, go out there, survive. Here's the tools you need to survive. Go ahead, put the uniform on. Here, there's a taser, here's a gun. You know, you decide on which one you need in any, any situation. Oh, matter yeah. of fact, before you do that, let's 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 give you a map of the, the neighborhood you're gonna be patrolling and then watch this video on how, how, how harmful people of color can be. I mean, we, because, you know, because they savages. I, I mean, I've said this so many times before because I've sat, I've sat in the room, right, trying to bring together people to communicate. And of course, when you got pain and trauma, sometimes the communication gets lost. And, and what I'm saying is going back to the idea of training, right? I've talked to police officers because I want to know you people at the end of the day, right? Whether you black, brown, white, whatever the case may be, you got that badge on, you're a person, right? Yeah. Now, to me, I'm like, when you get trained, right, you go through academy, but that don't mean that you went to school, right? That don't <laughs> mean you spent a year in the academy. It's looking like three months to six months, maybe, right? And the expectation is now you hitting the streets in your formal training outside of being in the, the actual routine of your job is once a year, if not maybe once a year, right? When I when I take into account your mental health, which is not a part of the package, right? It's on you, no, it's right? Not a Unless part of evaluation. Right. So we sitting here, we've created this system saying like like as we see the world around us saying this is going to take care of us yet at no point do we have checks and balances to re thorough. Right. Cause if you, if you're going to train to be in the NBA, you got to go to practice, right? You don't get to just go to the actual game and that's it. You have to practice. You have to get to know your team. You have to get to know the techniques, how to, you got to go to training camp. Right. You got lifelong, Right. We're talking about lifelong. We're talking about six year olds that become 12 year olds that become 20 year olds that then become adults who are professionals in this sport. And all they have to do is play a sport. Yet 
my expectation of you is you're 19, 20, 21 years old. You coming into the academy and now I want you to hold a gun and you may have never held a gun in your life. Imagine that. Right. On top, so as on, on top of not just having held a gun, you might have had a gun pointed at you and might have a relationship that's unhealthy with a firearm. Right. Or a relationship that's unhealthy with your perception of the world around you. Right. Like I, I was saying yesterday. Right. We, we I'm seeing these articles. How do we get how did we how did we let white supremacists in to law enforcement or how do we let them into the military or the branches of government? I'm like, they've been there. Right. It's not that we didn't let it's not that we let them in. They've been there. Right. They're the ones who started the institutions. <sighs> let it be. Known. So. So. So if I if I take if I take 10 random anonymous mental profiles you would not be able to tell that they was police that they was that they were officers of the the law but on top of that I could take 10 other random profiles and you wouldn't be able to tell whether they was in government uh, uh, public officials or not Elected officials or not. There's there's no mental requirement, right? They they do a mental requirement whether you could go to space, whether you could be an astronaut, whether you could leave the planet, but they don't do nothing, they don't give a profile like FBI, yeah, you gotta do you gotta get a profile. CIA, you gotta get a profile. But for the everyday person interacting with the everyday person for you to receive a firearm and a taser and a baton to uphold right the the plantation law right to to be a slave catcher right all you need to do is be able to run a certain amount of speed right lift a certain amount of weight and and follow orders. Right? Say, well, y'all need to do these things in the academy. All right, why well, did them things? Are you hired? But like, what do what do I need? What do I need to know? Right? What do I what how like if if this person is an everyday person who has a badge and this person is an everyday person without a badge, how do they come to an understanding if neither of them have enough information about each other? Right? And then you then you toss in prejudice, trauma, and and fear. Like, where are they supposed to come to an understanding? That's not even talking about ego, pride, and and power being on a power trip. That's not not even talking about that. But like, how do everyday people come to an understanding without without knowing anything about each other? And one of them has the power to take someone, take the other's freedom, their their life, right, and and their future. Right? How do they come to an understanding when I ain't got to listen to nothing you got to say? Because I'll just scream at you till I'm till I'm hoarse, and when I'm hoarse, I'll shoot you. 
You know, you know what's funny? Do you remember conflict managers? Oh yeah, the blue shirt. Come the on. blue shirt, right? Come on, tell me now, about that surreal, that cerulean shirt. So with with the norms on it, with the with the with the, the job description on the back of the shirt. Now, the, the reason why I bring that up, right? We we from San Francisco, we went to the same elementary school. And I don't know if everybody had a conflict manager. And the reason why is because it goes into the lifelong journey of when you become a social advocate or a part of your community in a in a reparative way. Right. Right. Because what I remember most, yes, you had a shirt and your the, the role, your responsibility as a child for your peers. Right. Was to be on the lookout for conflicts and to try and help resolve them on the yard. Right. You weren't a police officer. You weren't held as an authority figure. You just had a responsibility that you signed up for the, for the week to be out there for the lookout of your friends and peers to help them resolve their issues. Right? It wasn't Bro, to punish really nobody. No, that you had the the only power you had was the power to observe, yeah, right? And the to have power, a, and, and be a mediator. The power of the power of willingness of willingness to one of right? volunteer. Not a not authority, right? You had the capacity, right, of willingness, right? Willing more, being more willing than somebody else, right, to step in between things, right? Being more willing than somebody else, right? It's basically a superpower, right? It's like, I'm signing up for this, right, so that I could promote peace. Right, so that I could de-escalate and defuse situations, right? Because the teacher can't be everywhere. Because the True. folks with authority can't be everywhere. And I know they can't be everywhere, but I'm not doing it to help the teachers. I'm doing it to help my people. I'm doing it to help my peers. I'm doing this because I know that people come to disagreements. And the everyday person, my everyday peer, right? is going to have trouble finding common ground. Right. And you get a little bit of training, right? As a conflict manager, they try to equip yes. you, right? With, you know, how to listen, how to let people take turns to speak, right? To think about what we could do to work together, right? These were the tools they were equipping with. And the thing I also remember is that it faded out, right? That it, I stopped seeing conflict managers, right? And I was yeah. like, dang what happened because now i go to middle school it don't exist right it's but they no wasn't they, there it was they didn't fade because they were shooting people it that's what i'm it saying didn't, it, didn't, it didn't fade because they was causing harm for real right they it faded because people became more mature maybe it it faded because the need became less as they diffuse more situations, right? If it, it faded possibly because they weren't getting paid, yeah, and they had enough shirts. Like, I think you did have to get a shirt back. Yep, you did have to get a shirt back. But, but, I, but also, I but I, I don't know who was washing them. But I knew exactly. some people kept them. But I also knew that it was very rare for somebody to be on a power trip because they know. That they didn't do nothing. And people tried to play them and try to diminish them, right, for, for wearing a sh shirt and wanting to, like, serve within their community and advocate for people 
and for advocate for peace within the community and be of service in the community. But the conflict manager was rarely in a in a mindset of I'm better than or I, I'm the authority figure. And I highlight that because it's like, right, we we asking for these these different things. And to me, I'm I'm a person that's like very solution oriented. And I can see I can see both sides of every argument, right? Even if I don't agree with it, I can see both sides of every argument, right? And I and I and I'll be the one because you know, yesterday I was I was very uh partial, right? I was very partial. Now, not so much, right? You ain't gotta be, I, got, I got you. I got to I got exactly. I got to put people in the hot seat, right? Because this is the thing. We got to be a little we already uncomfortable. So let's go. Let's get let's go further. Right. People talk about the blue, the blue wall of silence. I know for a fact there are people who maintain a wall of silence for their own people. Right. They know they doing wrong. They know they know they causing harm. Right. But whether it's your safety, whether it's your sense of comfort, whether it's the personal relationship or maybe the past that you have with this person, you're going to protect him. Right. You're a person. Right. right? I'm not going to then say because you're a police officer, you're no longer a person. Right. You're not a robot. You took a job because you wanted some some financial security, some stability. I mean, let's be real. Most of the police officers in San Francisco ain't even from California. Right. They're coming because they know that there's money to be made in this position, right? Right. I've seen people from their own community try to become police officers, and because of their relationships that they have in the neighborhood, have been discouraged from being a police officer, right? So there's complexities that we don't really talk about when it comes to this, but it's so real. And so to me, I'm putting it back on everybody because I've, I've said it so many times. I'm here. I'm here for this reason. I'm here to do the work. I'm here not to lead the discussion, to be a part of the discussion, right? I don't believe in me being appointed to be in a position. What I believe in is us working together to go towards something greater. So in this, I'm saying you're going to have this expectation that they're supposed to just drop their guilt and keep it real about what they what they homeboy doing. When they when they just people in a uniform. Right. It's a very difficult concept to have because, yes, they are the slave catchers. Yes, they are the ones that have the guns and they get away with it more than enough. Right. That is the truth. But if we really going to keep it real. Right. I can't sit up here and tell this man who's a part of another gang or another organization or another party to be like, oh, yeah, bro, you need to keep it real because I'm holier than thou, Right. I'm I'm upholding an honor. Right. Because I'm going to keep it real. I got people who I just stop associating with, right? I'm not going to sit here and bust them out. I'm not going to sit here and put their dirty laundry out on, on the front street. But I do create a boundary, right? Now, when you when you leave Arizona or you leave New Mexico and you come to San Francisco, California, you don't know nobody. And all you're thinking of is, man, I have the chance to make some money as a police officer. I want to help the community. You don't know the community. You're not getting to know the community, right? If we want to keep it 100, 100, 100, 100, whatever chance and opportunity that was there, because there was an opportunity when it came to SFPD to actually get to know the community, that got diminished because what? People got pissed off at a person, removed that person, and when they removed that person, all the policies and practices went with the person, right? We bring in somebody new, 
right? And then we're like, oh, we accomplished our mission. No, you didn't accomplish the mission because the system that that person existed in is still the same. And it's worse because now you got somebody who ain't got no context to culture in San Francisco who's now no running investment. things. Right. No they ain't invested in, in what, the, what in, was going in a, on in the in community. A culture, right? In a culture and community. So now you're going to take a mistake, in. right? You're taking a mistake of one officer applying it to the head of the, the department, right? You, you're going to say, oh, you're responsible. No, 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 no. We are all responsible. We all are a part of this. I can't just single you out when I'm sitting up here saying we're not changing policy to reflect what we need in the community. That's the conversation I'm trying to have. But no, 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 no. We ain't going to do that. What we going to do? We going to rah, rah, rah about one person, one name when there's a whole system that manufactures more people like that one name. And we don't stop to say, let's break down the power plant or the, the processing plant that creates these individuals. No, no, no. We just nah, want to get a recall. Rah, rah, rah. We want to get a, you know, it's like I got a PS5. My PS5 don't read disc. It's just your one PS5. Okay, we'll replace it and this one works. That's not people. The way this works is, right, we all got our flaws. We don't come out of a factory. We can't just go and take it and exchange it for another one because it ain't going to be the same exact one, right? It's going to be a different one that got the same issues. That's people. Right. So when I'm sitting here looking at this situation, my frustration lies in, are we going to hold names accountable or are we going to hold each other accountable? Because we people. Right. Are we going to say this person's wrong or are we going to say the system that supported and created and developed this person is wrong? Right. Oh, that's too hard. Well, if it's too hard, then I guess we just want to lose some lives. Right. Is that what we saying? It's so hard to want to change things that we just want to say, you know what? It's worth it's worth another Nancy Pelosi getting up and saying, thank you for your sacrifice. Is that what we saying? Right. Like he in the military. But the, right. So but the thing is, right, like folks. Send you notice, folks, folks who they never had nothing, don't know how to have something. Right. So like they. Right. They they never had no victories. Right. So they, they don't know. They don't know what a victory looked like and they don't know how to fight for those, those victories. Right. They, they never had the rights that they they say they supposed to have. They know they supposed to have them, but they don't know how to go about working for them and keeping them. Right. They, they don't know how to they don't know how to do that advocacy. Right. As a people. Right. We don't know how to get those wins. Because we ain't never had those wins, right? It's like if I ain't never had no money, when I get some money, I don't know how to keep it. Because I ain't never had nothing for a long time, right? No, I, I don't that know. Is true. Right? I'm I'm a race back to zero. No, that's true. Right? So, that's very so I'm true. Get, I'm, I'm gonna get a little bit, right? Whether 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 I'm whether I'm transient, right? Whether whether I'm a a, a C average student, right? Whether I'm a a bench player on on a team, right? If I've been, if I if I ain't never had love, right? If I ain't never had a best friend that hold me down, if I ain't never had an A one since day one, right? If I ain't never had a parent who cared about me, right? If I ain't never if I ain't never had that, I don't know how to get it and keep it. And that's and that's what we that's what we dealing with as a community. Folks ain't never had it. So as soon as they get a little bit of momentum and move, start moving the needle in the right direction, they say, well, how can I get back to normal? And what's right? normal? 
but normal is what I'm comfortable with, right? Norm, normal, normal is me in a deficit, right? Normal is me with less than, right? Normal is me with lack. More normal is is me missing out. Normal is me without rights. Normal is me being a threat to the police, so they a threat to me, right? That's that's the normal. And and anybody who's pushing us back to normal is gonna be invisible. Cause we we ain't gonna say, oh, they pushing us right back to the edge of the cliff where we've been this whole time. And we just waiting for see who who gets pushed off the cliff. Right? Whether whether it's Trayvon, whether it's Brianna, whether it's Sandra, whether it's Elijah, right? Whether it's Mario. Right. No matter no matter who it is, people's just like all we all huddled together and they just pushing us off the cliff like cows. Like it's like a stampede or like a herd. And all they doing is pushing the fence back, pushing the fence back. And we mourn the one person who falls off one at a time, two at a time, three at a time. Remember them. And they say, oh, well. The thing stopped pushing us. Well, let's push back and you know move away from this cliff. Uh, that seemed like a little bit too much work. That seemed like we, we got to do a lot together. It seemed like a lot of organizing for us to all push the fence at one time. It seemed like a lot of people were screaming and hollering, and I can't even hear the person next to me to where we get organized. All I hear is all of everybody going move. I don't hear. I don't hear nobody organizing. And organizing this push against the fence, right? Pushing back against the system, right? And right, that's the that's the that's the the missing thing, right? That's why. So, like, think about the assassinations of the '60s and and '70s and '80s, and how. Well, I guess we've got we got some in the 2000, 2020s too. Because when when Black Lives Matter came on the scene, activists started getting killed. People don't talk about it, but people was being put in prison and then being killed. And because we ain't never had nothing, as soon as we get a little bit, we got. We turn on the turn on we turn on the little bit we got. We 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 didn't grow up with a Black Panther Party to look up to. We didn't grow up with with civil rights leaders, right? We, we grew up with wounded politicians who then you know who used to be civil rights leaders, right? But then these politicians, right, say, well, well, let me just I can. Let me play the game, right? Let me play the game, right? Let me right? get so my I, incremental. I, I, I can, I can give, a, I could give a little, take and a get little. a little. Yeah, I could give a little and get a little, right? It's like, I could, I could, I could do, I could ride this platform of what I used to do, and let some young folks come up under me. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna really just like ride with them like that because I already did my ride and I got a family and grandkids and now things is different 
and I already the people that I used to roll with, I watched them all get assassinated. Right. I was on I was on the balcony when my homie got shot. Right. I was I was I, I was right there. So maybe I need I'm gonna just play this game a little bit safer now. And see, this is my this is my response to all that, right? As a person, it. right, wearing a mask, right? As a person who's, you know, this is these are the different layers and the different intersections that come into play because yep. I, that's true, right? You you brought a valid point. They they killed and assassinated our leaders, right? Not just the Wait. leaders, right? The organizers and the mobilizers. Yeah, exactly, right. When they when they go to Fred Hampton's house and blow it up, when they go to Huey P. Newton and they give the the community drugs, when they shoot Martin Luther King because he was talking about the struggle of poverty and how that unifies us and brings us together, right? Where it takes the black struggle and makes it a, a, a national struggle, and they take out these leaders, right? They take them out because that's what's happening. They take them out. It's strategic forward movement cointel pro you call it what you want to call it cia fbi these were organizations that were that were ways to identify threats and what the united states government wanted as an agenda right and we were counter to that agenda and so what we do we take them out so now we're in this place where we don't have those practices we don't have those leaders we don't have a way to facilitate so what i what i feel right when you equip everyone with the same level of skills to carry out the same level of action, it's no longer about one, it's about all, right? When you have to rely on one person, we're not talking about a circle, right? Right. We're talking about, oh, the structure is going to fall apart because one of the pillars of our foundation where all the weight is, right? I'm not, uh -uh. I'm not building on a, on a ver vertical plane. I'm building on a horizon, on a horizontal plane, right? Where I'm leveraging us side by side not as you above me, me below you, or vice versa, but you being to the left or to the right of me. So if there's a need for someone to be lost, it just brings us closer together, right? Because if if what it is is I'm above and I'm relying on you to keep me up and they take you out, I'm hitting the ground, right? And that's how it's been, right? right. And now we got people who... You know, they get motivated and energized by false prophets or these leaders who are manipulators of your consciousness. And you start to feed into certain narratives or behaviors or thoughts. But you have to ask yourself when you look around, what's really changed? Right. Is it been incremental or has it been total? Right. Because this is this was something that was said in the, in the conversation about all this work stuff. Right. And someone overhearing the conversation. And we were like, man, they talking about giving us time off. And in the background, they like, if they want to give us time off, they might as well give us 400 years. And we all laugh, right? But I was like, nah, that's real, right? Because y'all got 400 years of free labor, right? Whether it was slavery to sharecroppers, y'all found ways to get this labor out of us. Even to this day, right? You, We go back to discipline, right? Rehabilitation, whatever that word means. When it comes to the 13th Amendment and slavery, slavery isn't over. Slavery just changed for those that created crimes. If you did a crime and you were convicted, you're a slave. That's what it is. That's the that's the U.S. Constitution. That's the amendment. That's everything in there. It tells you, right, the yeah. 13th Amendment of the United States, right? Unless this person has committed a crime, right? 
you are right. a slave, right? right. So slavery, slavery has is not illegal unless right? you mess up. Right. We cre we created a system where we won't allow you to buy property that will create and generate wealth. Right. We created a system that took a, that deindustrialized and took away the jobs that men were bringing into the black household to create wealth. Right. We took that away. Right. Every time you had a leader to organize your community, what do we do? We took them away. Right. And now and then we go put the, 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 the bachelor's degree and the master's degree and the Ph.D. in your way. Yeah, under the institutionalized system that's white supremacist bound, right? It's all bound in the direction of white supremacy, right? Because again, if you think about it, right, kids in the classroom, they forget they run the classroom, right? It's not until someone adopts the practices of the slave master's mentality that then the power dynamic shift and the teacher's in control, right? Because you invoke fear, right? You now place yourself as one against 30 and you have control over these 30 because you're employing tactics that give them fear, that give them anxiety, that give them a sense of instability. And so they don't rise up. They don't challenge. They go along. Right. right? And they don't and they don't and they don't collaborate because you don't want them to. You don't exactly. even create you don't create a collaborative environment. environment. Right. A communal environment. Right. It's all bound to your rules, your regulations and what you perceive as what's just. Right. You right. as this older person, when all that is, is your experience that is premeditated on other people's experiences. Right. And that doesn't allow itself to expand to all the cultural dynamics and the differences in the room. It's really limited to what you feel. Right. So when we sit in here and we looking at this situation and the many situations that take place. Right. And I'm thinking about, OK, don't make it about a person. Make it about a group. Make it about our, our shared and equal skills and us developing that. Right. Don't make it about, oh, the officer who did the action, right? Let's make it about the system that keeps these officers going, right? Right? People want to defund the police. And the first thing I say is, what are we going to replace it with, right? Right. This highlights a situation that took place when it came to, to for show, for show. When it came to the juvenile probation, right? Juvenile, the juvenile, juvenile hall, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. San Francisco, right? And I, and I could be wrong, but look into it, people. To do your research. San Francisco is one of the few, if not the only, to have its own juvenile justice program separate from separate. adult probation, right? Yeah. The only county in California, as far as I know, let alone, I don't know about the United States, but I know as far as California is concerned, San Francisco has separated adult, the adult pretty much justice system from the juvenile justice system, right? And yes, there are problems, but I feel like that's because the community is not engaged in the development and how it's practiced, right? Because the community right. is the ones that are the, the regulators. But if they're not longer, no longer engaged, right? And we could talk about the system, systemic oppression that comes from oh, well, the job you work, the school your kids go to, where you live, and all these other complexities that prevent you from participating in a system that could be very well, very helpful. Because, yes, I have had exposure to this system and how it's tr trying to reduce the recidivism rate based off of the community's engagement with juvenile probation. Now, the thing it is, is helpful the, in some in some instances, for some in some instances, when some, you have it, the support it, 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 and you have and the people in place they, to reinforce when the people that support, are in, when right? the people are in place, what happens, right, you get people again who come in and they have an idea of authority that they get to exercise over the youth.
And when you don't have no one to regulate and see what was what was created 25 years ago, what was the intention and the purpose? Right. And you got somebody who's fresh in the game and all they understand is, well, I'm law enforcement. Right. I'm an authority. But you don't have no one to communicate to them. Nah, that's not the culture we're trying to create here. Right. Now we're moving further away from where we started. Right. So to me. Right. What happened is instead of reengaging and going back to the, the foundation of what we started it all on, people were we need to get rid of it. Right. And the first thing that I thought of was, are we getting rid of this to bring in something better? Or are we getting rid of it because it's attractive on a piece of paper? And when right. I kept asking, no one had an alternative of what we were going to put in this place, because to say that because we got rid of juvenile hall, kids are going to stop committing crimes. They don't have right. jobs. They don't have resources. Right. We just went through right. a whole global pandemic. Right. And no one has any viable means and resources to sustain right. themselves. Right. Right. They're talking about crime right. is ramping up. Right. And the kids getting released right back on the streets. And I'm like, hmm. Y'all so quick to get this place shut down. But do you have an alternative to take its place? Right. You want to defund the police. But do we have a plan in place to say this is what we're going to do? So I'm just right. saying. Right. You need it. Where is the curriculum? Where is the curriculum for the conflict managers? Where's the protocol? Where it where is the system? Right. That's going to that's going to train. Right. These these. These therapists do the psychological training and evaluation. Make the investment. Of, uh, right. Where, where, where's the, I mean, where's talking the outline? about that? Because that's not what right. I'm where's, hearing. Right. Where's, where's the outline? I don't hear, I don't hear no plan. Yeah. What I hear is the plan to get rid of some. I don't hear about the plan to create something. Right. And, and that's, that's my that, thing. That's that race to zero. Right. That's the thing I'm talking about, folks. Like, oh, well, if this little bit that we got, Ain't it good enough? Let's get rid of that and have nothing. Cause like I ain't never had nothing, but now that I got this ten dollars, I won't hunt it. But before I get that hundred, I'm gonna just get rid of this ten. I'm gonna spend this ten. <laughs> yeah, let me let me spend this ten rather than figure out how to make this ten into a hundred, right? Because we could get right. rid of the ten and get that hundred but we need to figure out the steps to do so right it's not like oh well i'm just i have a dream to get a hundred right it's i have a plan and i have a method that i'm going to execute and get from 10 to 11 11 well, to 15 right but, but but for now let's just get rid of these police nah, i got it bro let's yeah let's just get it out the way right and i'm just i'm i'm, I'm saying that with a level of intensity because I've been in the community working in the community since I was a child in the community. And I've seen all of these little gaps and I've been told so many times, sit back and listen. And now, hell no, y'all can't tell me to be quiet. Y'all can't tell me to sit back because I've seen what y'all have done. And all y'all have done is live up to the expectation of harm that I already had in my mind. My imagination was seeing the future. And now, so Right. So but that's so that's the thing. Right. Like you said. Right. Now there's an opportunity. Because they dropped the ball so many times and the folks that's long standing doing the work. Right. Are the ones that obviously. Right. Show some kind of. Right. Ability to care. Right. The folks has been doing the work and it's within the service for, you know, a stretch, a long stretch of time, right? 
those folks, you can go around, you could probably count them on your hand and say, okay, this, this person been in there a long time, they actually care. This person been there a long time, they actually care. This person been there a long time, they actually care, right? It may not be a lot, but there's a few, and those few have insights and, and knowledge and awareness of the community and what's happening within the, 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 the area to advise and and help develop, you know, policy that can actually be effective. But those are not the people doing doing the policy. I mean, look, this my this what I'm gonna say. This what I'm gonna say because I, you know, for the sake of time say, and the say, sake of say, yeah, just, just sake of just, posterity, right? We we can we can come back to it. We can always we, we gonna come, come back, back to it, it right? That's, that's a that's a good one to come back to. I'm this leaving with this community this. work. Right. Less is more. Right. The meek shall inherit the earth. Right. And right. why in my heart of hearts, because this is how I feel, I'm not saying forever. I'm just saying until next time we get on here. Harriet Tubman didn't free all the slaves. She just freed the ones willing to free themselves. So when it comes to this situation. Underground Railroad coming soon for those that want to get aboard because I'm a keeper 100. Not all of y'all ready for it. And it's sad and it hurts to say, and I say it with a tear. I don't say it with a smile, but right. that's the truth. So I'm I'm going to leave it on that note till we come back next time. Because, again, you know, time is of the essence. But I just want yes. people to really think about that. Harriet Tubman didn't free all the slaves. She freed who was willing to free themselves, who was willing to take the chance, the leap of faith and follow. So think about that when y'all sitting up here wanting to fight, when y'all want to argue, y'all want to scream, right? Because I didn't, I, I didn't lay it all out. The game, I didn't give it all away. <laughs> no, I just don't, gave don't, you don't, point don't five. Give it, don't give it, don't give it all away. But we, what I want to, what I want to say to the to the lyrical ones in and with within and without community, right? The folks within the community, with the and folks without community, the folk, right? We we are here and we and we love you but we want you to want to grow, right? And we want you to feel comfortable to, to, to find that space and know that that space is, could be here for you to, to develop, to grow, to find your voice and to speak out and to promote and advocate for change um, and to, to be a, a burgeoning light for the future. Yes, we love you. And as I leave with my cayenne pepper and paprika, my love matters less when it comes to you loving yourself. So please love yourself. Because all jabs aside, that's what it really comes down to. Love yourself. Yep. So, you know, for those that want to get on the underground Mugen train, I'm here for you. But, you know, as we like to do at this time. Shout out to Tanjiro. Shout out to Mizuko.
One, 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 one.